it's interview time on the mass again lucky to be joined by the fabulous tony shepherd without son tiger face today tony what is going on Oh, well, you know, I say for the special occasions, Friday's a fantastic day with all of the uh, teachers and so many digital leaders here, and then we've got the teach meet in the evening, so that's what I'm saying for the special occasions. OK, one understands. I'm also joined by Al Kingsley again here. Uh, we need to cover some fairly uh, uh, raw topics, some quite important kind of legal topics. Uh, GDPR is on everyone's lips at the moment. Just briefly, very quickly, and I'll give you 30 seconds, I'll put a clock on there. Tell me what that's all about. Well, there's an update in the regulations from the EU, and actually, when you look at the Data Protection Act, it's it's over 10 years old. You know, it needed a bit of an update. Um, Google wasn't around when the original European Directive was actually being written. Um, and when you consider where we are now, we've got around about four and a half terabytes of data around uh, pupils and students being moved around within schools every single day. Sure. Print all that off, you know, stack the sheets of paper, 220 miles, that's the International Space Station. That's a lot of data that gets shifted around. So, obviously, with all the social media, things need to be changed. Um, there's been improvements on rights, and that's one of the things that we have to remember. This is around rights, so you've got the right to erasure, you know, the right to be forgotten as it is used with Google, very important. It's also about transparency, it's also about sharing the information with the pupils, the staff, the parents, about what's happening in the school with data. Now, that's what the crux of it is. The compliance bit, that's the effort, it's the churns, the operational stuff, it's making sure you've got the right policies and everything. It's knowing what have you got. Why are you using it? Do you still need to use it? Yeah. You know, it? It's all of that side of things. It's all good practice that we should be doing anyway, but you know, in, in the, the, uh, the years since Bechtel's demise, um, ICO's been putting some stuff out, but there's been nobody who's done a complete overhaul of everything that's been going on. So right. it's been good to tie in with, with all of that side. Okay, and we've got Al in the conversation as well here. Al, uh, are we right to be concerned about this? Well, I think the legislation is there and we have an obligation to meet it. And I think it's an interesting position for NetSupport. We look at it as a vendor in terms of those kind of data maps of what we and our products use and take within schools. Uh, every organisation, education otherwise, has to meet compliance when it comes to GDPR. Um, I'm looking at it wearing the hat from a trust perspective as well. Sure. And as Tony said, lots of the elements of this are things that good practice in schools is already undertaking. Um, and we've looked at it and said, look, the most important thing that is missing right now for schools is clarity and information. Mm -hmm. and, and as a vendor, it happens to be that some of our tools, NetSupport DNA, provide support on one strand of that, which is the data discovery and understanding where some of that digital data resides. Um, working alongside GDPR in schools, they're providing that real journey in terms of tracking right the way through and understanding what those steps are to meet compliance. And it is all about both understanding what you've got where it's stored sure. and then the efforts you take to actually protect that and report it if there's a problem. Now, uh, Tony, you said something, you know, European legislation, and I'm always really on guard now when I hear the words <laughs> European. Uh, the last time I looked, the country voted to come out of Europe. What's the impact of that? Do we still need to be looking at the, the legislation? Has the government already pre-committed to adopting these kind of guidelines, or is this just a sensible thing to do? It's a bit of a combination, really. Um, the Data Protection Bill is actually the GDPR applied to the UK. So it's where we make our choice about those things, where we can make our choice. So what's the considered to be the age of, uh, 
of understanding to grant consent over certain things. And we've said in the UK, 13. Sure. Uh, that, that is quite in line with a lot of thinking within the States, within Australia, you know, around the world. And that's a, a, a good thing to understand. It also allows us to put into place um, any other aspects that we need to do. But so there's an act of act of law that's going through Parliament now. Right, it's just finished with the House of Lords. It's in the House of Commons. You know, so this is one of our first big pieces of planning a bill to be flexible. Um, and we have to remember that when all of the regulation was being written, you know, 2016 it was agreed, and we've had a two-year breathing space to actually get our act together. Um, that was actually written by us as well. We have been part of that group writing it. So even if we were writing it on our own, it would have still come out the same. We've written it together because you know, the, the, the last um, set of laws was actually a directive. Um, and, school, and, and schools you know, felt the effect of, well, the UK has decided to do it this way, you know, other countries have decided to do it this way. So as far as schools are concerned, they've had a bit of a mismatch. The same's happened with other industries as well. So this has been a chance to pull everything together, standardise it, sure. and actually keep everybody on the same track. Brilliant. Okay. Sounds. I have clarity now. <laughs> what are my first steps? Is there a checklist? Which should I go somewhere? Who should I listen to? Well, people like the ICO obviously don't understand. They have the twelve steps to um, the adoption of GDPR. Uh, with GDPR in schools, what we've done is we've actually put a bit more of an education friendly language around it. Um, we also are giving out a lot of other further advice, including around what tools you should use. First thing is you need to know what data you've got. You need to be able to look at what supplies you've got, what software's running, who's got all of those Excel spreadsheets with uh, assessment data just floating here, there, and everywhere. How many times has that spreadsheet been copied somewhere? You know, it's a case of every single head of the department has the same copy of the exact same data. Um, you know, and, and, and unless you know where things are, you don't know what you're doing with it. You don't know why you're using it. You don't know what protections are sticking on the place. So, lastly, that, that element of data discovery is probably one of the most important bits you're ever going to do. All of the other bits running through your order of, uh, is your network secure? All, all of the things that you should be doing anyway, password policies, are devices encrypted when you take them off-site? Right. All, all of those things are okay. good practice anyway. So, uh, this is... If nothing else, schools should look at this as an opportunity just to kickstart some of the things that they should have been doing. Okay, well, that's more far-reaching than I thought it was, really. In terms of, so I've learned something here as well. Uh, people want to find out more. Where should they just generally go? Are there resources here for us? Oh, well, obviously, this week we've been saying, come along to the net sports stand. Yeah. We're here talking about it. We've got representatives from GDPR schools are on the stand every afternoon. Tony's yeah. here with, with his colleagues from 2 till 3 in, each day. Um, on the website, we've got a section now about GDPR, linking through both to our products and the broader solutions and guidance that's coming from GDPR for schools. So I'd say check that out and um, get informed. And we look forward to the Tiger on Friday, really. It, it is also worth saying that the DFE are producing guidance on this. They are dripping it out, uh, so they have already produced the idea of the data ecosystem, so that fits in with the data discovery. Um, they have produced a recent video on some of some guidance wow. about what you should be doing as well. So, yeah. so the DFE are giving advice out. We have to remember the data protection bill is still going through Parliament. Yes, of course. Nothing set in stone. Um, but advice is out there. It's coming out there. There's groups of us that are working on it together, both with schools, with suppliers, with government departments. One of the other topics which is which is relevant to the conversation this week that we're seeing 
is as well as the compliance, one of the topics is about having a DPO and how different schools might adopt somebody who's at least one step removed from the data. And so there's been a move recently where we've seen more trusts looking at trustees as being elected to be a data protection officer for a trust, Brilliant. where there's the appropriate skill set. So I think some of the conversation that's going on now is about filling in the gaps with now the guidance to make sure that it can be done most effectively, not just for the one time, but to make it sustainable for the longer term. Going forward, this is really good. Well, excellent. Stop by here, listeners. Find out more. Get in contact with Tony. Talk to Al. Good resources on the website. Gentlemen, thanks very much. Thank you. Always nice to have the team over here.